Fire and Man, thank you for taking the time to swim in the bowl with me in the fish bowl. Great. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I hope the temperature is just right. It should be fine. <laughs> I, I just want to start off by saying that I am, I'm a huge, huge fan of your work. I've actually been following your career since I was six years old. And it's it started with Street Fighter. I've, I've just been a huge fan of everything you've done since this. Actually, yesterday here in Pittsburgh, we had our little uh, Comic-Con and uh, Tommy Flanagan was there. And okay. he, he told me to uh, to tell you to, to say hi from him and that he wishes you all the best. And uh, he was talking about uh, Wu Assassins. And I told him that I was actually going to be interviewing you, you know, tonight he said uh, to the, just say hi and to right. wish you all the best. Okay. Well, I just saw him a couple of days ago at a special uh, Assassin's uh, reunion party. He's fantastic. So you organize a, like a Comic-Con or something? No, no. I, I was just attending and oh, uh, trying to get people on the show. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tommy's as well. He was definitely interested in doing it after I mentioned your name. So Gotcha. Fantastic. Yeah. My first question that I wanted to ask you is what got you interested in film? Okay. So I kind of backed into it. I was actually studying to do something else. I was studying to be a lawyer. And then I realized, I'm condensing it for you, but I realized that what lawyers do was pretty boring. So I had to think of something to do, right? Because I was already in law school and I was going to graduate in two years. And then I was working for a, a legal, um, like a law partner in a law firm and for a summer summer job and he said why don't you just explore acting since you enjoy doing it in high school so i did acting in high school and for fun and uh i never thought about that as a career move and i was in los angeles going to school and so i just tried it and it worked and uh, i really enjoyed it i still enjoy it today so that's kind of how i got into it i was in the right place if i went to school in pittsburgh i don't think i'd be doing this <laughs> I can definitely agree with that. I mean, most of the talent from Pittsburgh ends up leaving Pittsburgh. I actually, I went to school from screenwriting here in Pittsburgh, and I'm planning to uh, to make the move as well. Yeah, it's all in Los Angeles, right? That's the capital of filmmaking. So. Right, right. I mean, I, I was able to take a trip out there last October. I was there for um, Shriekfest Film Festival, uh, one of my screenplays made as a, a finalist in there D didn't win, but it, it was a, definitely a. It, it basically told me that that's where everything is, and that's the hub of it, and that's where you know if if you want to have a chance, that's definitely where you got to go. I wanted to talk about Street Fighter and your experience on that film and working with uh, the cast and director um, Stephen E. D'Souza. Well, it was uh, one of my first films. There was everything was new to me, and uh, it was a very tumultuous shoot. Uh, we shot in Thailand, Australia, and then Vancouver. We, you know, it's actually I've been interviewed many times, so you can actually see all the stories. But basically, we 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 wrapped filming without finishing the film, and we ended up filming the last quarter of it in uh, Vancouver. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things happened on that shoot. You know, the, our line producer had a heart attack in the midway, midway through the shoot and never came back. One of our um, executives um, got into a, a near-fatal car accident 
in Australia and never oh, came wow. back. <laughs> it was, you know, it was also Raul Julia's, Raul Julia's, uh, one of his last films, or second to the last film. I think he, he knew he was not doing well. And um, so, but we were talking along. It's really a chance of a lifetime to be part of that. It was incredible. It's very memorable. That, that's fantastic. You know, I, I, I grew up kind of like playing the, the video games and there, there were just like several video game movies that were just very memorable for me growing up, you know, in the, in the 90s. And uh, Street Fighter was, I would say Street Fighter and, and Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 were like at the, at the, the top of my list of as far as like video game movie adaptations of the time. And I, I, I still kind of think they hold up in certain ways because a lot of the video game movies that are like made today, they, they aren't done the same way. My kind of view that they're kind of like done more like, like video games instead of being adapted for like a, a feature film version. And I yeah. think the reason Street Fighter and, and Mortal Kombat work so well and hold up to this day is because they, they kind of left it up to the writer to kind of imagine world kind of based around the source material of, of the games and create something that, you know, was, you know, timeless in my opinion. Well, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. The next film that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, because I'll actually be interviewing this person uh, next month for my show, Paul Ben Victor, who mm -hmm. was on uh, The Corruptor with you. I want to talk a little bit about that film. Uh, the Corruptor was one of the highlights of my career. I didn't know it at that time until I was finished filming with it. First of all, I worked with Jamie Foley. Uh, James Foley was a fantastic, very dark, very deep director. I'll never forget working with him. He really allowed you know, you to come up with ideas. It was, he's just a really great dramatic director. He's worked with the best, right? And it was working with my hometown hero, Charlie and Fat. Uh, it was the second movie uh, in Hollywood. So that was an incredible treat. We were filming in Toronto and then New York City. We were gone for like five months and um, it was so nice being in Toronto and Vancouver. I'm sorry, Toronto and New York City. And uh, it was just really, um, and that character that I played was, uh, it's a role that I almost turned down actually, because I didn't kind of want to play that kind of stereotype role. But then I, I think I wanted to be a part of this movie and they offered me this role and I just, you know, I brought, I did some research and try to make it real. I think the effect, <laughs> people even to this, to, to this day, um, call me by that you know, that character's name, Bobby Boo. And uh, I just never, in my wildest imagination, think that would ever occur. But it just, there were like no boundaries to this character. And so, and Jamie Foley just allowed you to, allowed me to do kind of whatever I wanted. <laughs> it was just a wild ride. So playing that character was a lot of fun. And I think the main thing that I took away from that movie was how uh, people responded, especially the people in the Asian communities responded to that movie. At first, you think that they'd be repulsed by the violence and the, you know, the, the depiction of, you know, gangs and stuff in New York. But a lot of, especially men, uh, really appreciate the movie because, because it's real. They tell me it's real. It's a real depiction of these people and they appreciate that. They just don't want to be dumbed down. The audience don't want to be dumbed down. The audience want the truth. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, they don't mind. They just want the truth. I, I, I definitely agree. And 
I, I just have to say that 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 movie is like my my favorite film uh, with you in it. They they've just started uh, playing it again on uh, one of the movie channels. I, I've been watching it every single time it comes on. I'm just I, I love like the 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 cop movie genre and like un- undercover stuff and I just I just think it's definitely like a really great great film. I wish they made more movies like that. Maybe there will be a revival. They haven't for a while. In movies like this, it's like The French Connection, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon. You know, these movies are the movies that inspired me to be an actor myself. I'm sure they're an inspiration to a lot of other people too. So. Awesome. The The next film I wanted to talk about was Invincible. Oh, okay. Um, I'm also a huge fan of uh, Billy Zane, and I had the chance to meet him actually at, at one of Pittsburgh's Comic-Cons. Really, really cool guy. I just wanted to hear uh, what was your experience working on that film and, and with the cast. Again, it was uh, a highlight because I, we were filming in Sydney, Australia, and that was... That place is one of my favorite places. It's funny because a lot of times you, you interview actors, you have no idea what their experience is, and it's often unrelated to what you see on screen. A lot of it is just, you know, it's related to their experience, right? So, Billy is a genius. Billy is a, is a really fantastic actor, very smart, very fun guy to be around. We had a blast. Uh, that was also, if you remember, that was also a film with um, Dominic Purcell. Remember him? Right, right. Yeah, Dominic. That was one of early his earlier films. That was before he moved to Los Angeles. So um, that was a great, fun film. Uh, I don't think the end product was super good, but the we were filming with a, a Hong Kong action director. His name is Tony Chain. It was funny because he he actually led the action um, action units, the second units, and then there was another actor uh, director who who uh, directed the, uh, the dramatic part, which is the, the main unit. But it turned out there was so much fun and action going on with the second unit that, you know, the, the second unit became the main unit. That was where people like to hang out. So we had a lot of fun. I just, a lot of good memories on that, on that, um, on that shoot. But it was fast. I mean, we, the, the Hong Kong director, Tony Chang, whom I later on did another film with, uh, Belly of the Beast. He, he shot a lot of takes. I mean, he did a lot of setups. I think, remember, on our last day, he did 82 setups oh, in one wow. day. So that's a lot. Wow, that's awesome. I actually, I, I wanted to talk about the, the, the films you've actually done with um, Steven Seagal. I think that's, that's, like a, sure. that's like a perfect segue. You've, you've done uh, several, several films with Seagal, and I was wondering, what, what's your overall experience working with him each time? Steven is, listen, I mean, in the 90s, he was the number one action actor in, in the world, right? He's kind of like the guy from the 90s, right? He's very, um, you know, he, he moves with an entourage, he flies around with an entourage. So he's a guy, you know, from that era. It's all about loyalty to him. You know, he's very loyal to his, his good friends. So filming with Steven is like nothing else. It's when I filmed The Belly of the Beast with him, uh, the movie in Thailand, he, um, he moved around, you know, with like 15 people from, from the trailer to the set. There'll be, there'll be Thai police. There'll be three or four secretaries. There'll be three or four monks from Tibet. I'm not sure why they're there, but they're there. And they're all on the film set, just walking wherever he is. He goes, you know, it's, I mean, where else 
in the world can you see something like that? Like, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Those are the memories. Yeah. Awesome. Very interesting. I mean, like I, I, I again, like, you know, I'm, I'm an eighties kid that grew up in the nineties and hearing the stories about like the, the people I essentially like, you know, grew up watching is always like very interesting to me. So that, yep. that's why it's like definitely, uh, I'm, I'm having a pleasure uh, talking with you. The next film I wanted to talk about is also uh, up there probably with one of my favorites with you in it, and that's The Man with the Iron Fists. Oh, okay. So that one was, again, a hoot because of RZA, R-Z-A. RZA is a rapper, right? So, And he's an artist. He has a deep respect for actors and everything. So it was just fun. I remember, I mean, there was Russell Crowe there, Lucy Liu, Jaggy Wu, David Batista. David was just starting, you know. Um, it was, we were all in Shanghai, uh, outside of Shanghai filming. So it was, a, you know, n- most people had never been out to China, or mainland China. So, and, you know, it wasn't the most comfortable place to film, but it was exotic. My biggest memory was every Friday night, we would rap early because RZA wanted to party. Uh-huh. So we would all get in the van and head to Shanghai city and party until like literally to seven, eight in the morning. So there was like a ritual, you know, it needed to happen every Friday night. We would party. It was a fun film. It was a really fun character for me to play because again, I had a lot of, you know, every, I think maybe I'm a kind of deep down, I'm a really kind of a dark dude. So every time I work with really dark directors, good stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Riz is kind of dark, and he always would lean toward the dark side. He loved what I was doing. I presented some crazy Mick Jagger-like character to him, and he just loved it. And he just like, keep going with it. And that's what I did. What was interesting was that um, on that film, I, I had lived a lot because I was shooting with, again, another Hong Kong action director Corey Yuen who direct who did the action units and sometimes because RZA was going back and forth between the main unit and second unit sometimes there was no director it was just had to be Corey so Corey's pretty easy going so I just just made up lines man all the time and I was shocked at the premiere to see that like most of the lines that I added ended up in the movie that was kind of shocking to me yeah it was a lot of fun I had terrific memories of that film that's awesome again like it's 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 up there and like one of my favorite current films to have have come out i guess in like the the 2000s 2000 like 10-esque era and you know again like growing up in the 90s i'm a huge fan of rap music and the wu-tang clan is actually like my my favorite rap group from that era so the moment i i heard rizza was going to be doing a movie and then like let alone like what it was about and then i saw you were in it and russell crowe and lucy Liu and just batista and then you know just the rest of the cast it it was it was you know a really really fun movie and i really get a kick out of watching it um each time it's on and i'm proud to say that i I own that one on blu-ray you do god bless you man I mean, there's something about owning a movie in a DVD, right? Like today, digital is like, like you own nothing. Right. I mean, me, me personally, like I, I love to physically own a movie. I, I really get value out of like, you know, owning a physical copy. And I, I even go as far as, 
as when I hear that there's going to be like a special edition Blu-ray release of, you know, some, you know, movie from like the eighties or nineties or something. I'm like first to, to pre-order it on Amazon and add it to the collection. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, I had like DVDs. I even laser Do you remember laser Oh yeah. 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 I totally know what you mean. Like today you kind of don't own anything. Yeah? You, it's all, it's all digital. It's kind of a shame that, that it's going that route, but I, I also understand like the practicalities of it as, as well. But again, like the moment I, I see something that like is, is from my childhood or something, you know, cool that I'm like, I saw that movie and that is worth owning. I will purchase it. It's like, it's like my guilty pleasure. I get away with my paycheck. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. Awesome. The next film I wanted to talk about was Skyscraper. Okay. And uh, what was it like working with the, the cast of that film? That was a very big film. It was a very big cast. And so we, again, shot in Vancouver. I actually, you know, with Dwayne Johnson, I actually got to know him when I was promoting the film because during the filming, most of my stuff was, wasn't with him. Uh, so I... But we were promoting the movie all over in L.A., New York, China, Hong Kong. So that was when I really got to know him better. So that was interesting. It was, for me, it was kind of a coming home. You know, I'm from Hong Kong, and to portray a Hong Kong police character was, and to do it right was very important to me. And uh, I was able to, you know, get a, a friend who's a former Hong Kong police detective to help translate the dialogue and to also be a consultant on the film uh, in terms of all things Hong Kong police. That made a huge difference in the film in terms of its authenticity. And what happened was that there was a big reception to to the authenticity of the film in mainland China. So the China box office was almost $150 million, and it really helped uh, boost up the uh, the film. So that was, that was the one big thing from that film that I got from it, yeah. Awesome. Would would you like to do a film in the future working with The Rock? Oh yeah, sure, of course. Who wouldn't? I'd like to work out with them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. A- out of all the people you've had a chance to work with, yep. who who would you say is, is has been one um, your favorite and two the the biggest opportunity? Whew. I mean, Russell, all the big ones, man. Russell Crowe, um, Richard Gere, Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Chuggin Fat, all of them. You've all, you know, they've all taught me stuff, and I've always, you know, I've learned from all of them as well, too. So, I mean, the list goes on, but what comes to my mind is, are, are these some of these people? Awesome. I, I wanted to talk about Woo, Woo Assassins. That's uh, your new show that that's available on Netflix. I was wondering if you could tell my listeners a little bit about the show and who your character is and what what we can expect from the the season. Okay, Wu Assassins is kind of like a modern day tale of um, a streaming series about contemporary life among an Asian American community in which there is a seated secrets and rivalry, and supernatural elements, and of course, heavy martial arts action. So in the world that this, the Wu Assassins presents, uh, there are five elements, you know, water, fire, metal, earth, wood. 
And these five elements are in the hands of five individuals in this world. So Iku Uwes, who plays Kai Jin, he's been chosen as the Wu assassin. And what he needs to do is to kill these five people and regain the, the elements and present all five elements to, to the heavens in order to balance the world. Okay, and unbeknownst to him, however, one of the elements of fire belongs to me. And my character is Uncle Six. I am the godfather of Chinatown. I'm also Kaijin's adopted father. Okay, and I have, unbeknownst to him, I and to everyone else, I have the element of fire. And so in other words, he has to kill me in order to get the get back the fire elements. So that's where the, the story begins. It's a huge conflict for both him and me, myself. And uh, there's a showdown in the movie, in the series, you know, between us. And so that's it. That's that's Wu Sansons. Awesome. I, I I am so psyched to check the show out. I've seen the trailer, and it has so many awesome people that I'm a fan of in it uh, with you. I, I have no doubt that uh, it's it's going to be an awesome and uh, well-received series. Is there any word of a season two yet? Uh, they probably won't know until a month or two later. Okay. Well, I definitely wish you the best of luck with that. The, the trailer looks awesome. And um, thank you. I, 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 I cannot wait to check it out. I have two uh, closer questions for sure. you here. First one is, what are some of your favorite films? And the second is, if you have... Uh, any other um, upcoming projects to promote? Okay, so I, I am in this film called uh, Don't Let Go with David Oyelowo. Uh, it's actually coming out August 30th, and it's a Blum, Blumhouse film, and it's a psychological thriller, so that's coming out. I am about to do another project, but it's not been announced yet, so I probably should wait on that. So that's in terms of upcoming projects. Uh, in terms of uh, my favorite films, uh, there are mostly films from the 80s and 90s. When Harry Met Sally, Four Weddings and a Funeral, The Mission, The Last Emperor, Year of the Dragon. Those are some of the films that really uh, inspired me to be an actor. Awesome. Well, Byron, it has been a pleasure um, talking with you. I would love to have you on the show again anytime. I really wish you the best of luck with Wu Assassins. Cannot wait to check it out. Thank you very much. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. Bye.